0: What's going on, everybody? Peter Toring here. Chris Van Bell as well. And this is the Homes Great Lakes Real Estate Podcast. We've got our fantastic guest, Kevin Stripling, with us again from Home Inspection Professionals. Hi, Kevin! Hello! If if you have not listened to it, go check out the uh, podcast on that that talks about why you should have a professional home inspection, why they have the latest tech tools, the best inspectors, and the best education, (laughs) uh, if you haven't looked at that. So, but... What we wanted to do here is we've had some we've all had some crazy stuff happen with our inspections. We wanted to go through through you know some of those. Real estate is fun. It's funny and it it can be it can be. also absolutely uh, horrifying. I'm, yeah,
1: I'm laughing as I'm getting ready to tell <laughs> about this the is crawl our, space.
0: Our, our good, bad, and ugly. Section. <laughs> okay, yeah. The, right. I like that. The good, bad, uh, the ugly. Uh,
1: so generally when I we, we have to go into all the attics and we have to go into crawl spaces In my company we go into crawl spaces. It's not the most glamorous part of our job, but we have to so do it. You
0: than me. Yeah, reason 302 why I'm not home inspector. Right. Okay. So so
1: generally when I get to the inspection I open up the uh, the door, okay? And kind of peek around before my clients get there, the agent gets there. That gives really an opportunity for anything under there to come out. Mm-hmm. So, so and generally, when you're walking on the floor, you know, upstairs and you're running water, if there's anything underneath there, they're coming out. So, we climb, I get into the crawl space, and I had eyes staring back at me. Oh, and I backed out of there and I went upstairs, like, your cat's down in the crawl space. And the, the, the homeowners were like, we don't have a cat. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> so, sure enough, no. it was a possum. Oh, jeez. So generally, you know.
0: Okay, so what do you do then when you run into a possum in a crawl space? Grab out the forty-five. Well, you try
1: to get out of there. I mean, once again, we can't put ourselves in jeopardy, but you try to do the job as quick as you can. And just, I mean, you know what you're looking for as an experience. You're looking at all the plumbing. You look at the structure. You give that possum a lot of space. You
2: bring like milk bones for the possums and raccoons and stuff? No.
1: I, from what I understand, though, you guys are outdoors people. Do yeah. they? Do they? If you they're corner mean. a pot, really, yeah. So yeah, once again, bad. oh yeah,
0: they are. They are terrifying. Little,
2: but little leave critters. them alone because they eat ticks.
1: Right. That's true. Now attic areas. Uh, we've had a few instances this year. We went up in attics and the, the 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 bat droppings, uh, which is, is well, that can, can be, be harmful, toxic. Right? It's yeah. it can be toxic to you. But I've had piles. Some of the piles that have almost touched my knees standing oh, up.
2: Gravy.
1: So once again, you don't understand if you. Most people don't go into their attics, so that's important for us. Is you need to get up into the attic and you need to look for rodent droppings. Yeah, what's,
2: when little Susie's outside at night, say, "Oh, mommy, look at these pretty bats." Don't you usually tend to see where they're going? Well,
1: they, you know, yeah. they only need a quarter of an inch to gain access to anything, and so Rats.
2: that's
0: terrifying, really. What's okay? What's the is the possum? Is that the worst pest?
1: So I, I don't like honestly I don't birds. like snakes and I don't like rats. Have you run into snakes? Yes, and honestly there were garter snakes, garter snakes, I probably I call them garter snakes because yeah. there were 3 of them around the, the lot. And I'm walking around, and I just kept seeing slithering, and I'm I, like, man. I hate well, well this time of year, fashion.
2: they do like to ball up and crawl spaces. and they That's right. Nice and warm one.
1: underneath there. That's right. Um, uh, as far as the snakes go, the rats, I've been in inspections where you can just kind of tell where the droppings are. And there's a certain odor. Now, I'm not a droppings expert per se, but once again, when you climb into an attic or go into the crawl space, all I have to do is go, something's, living, something's here. living here.
2: Well, and, you know, if <laughs> not coons, human if coons are in the attic i know those are uh, very very destructive we've had that we had a
0: raccoon coming into an attic and they had to come through and grate uh, grade it up and so the raccoon wouldn't live there anymore
1: the interesting thing about raccoons is they're very uh they they, they like their family so mm-hmm. when the cousin shows up at one place and then hey i found a new place to live he goes and gets grandma and grandpa and the sister and they all yep. move into the attic and
0: they're 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 destructive they'll rip shingles oh, off shingles Bill. It's crazy.
1: I actually climbed on a roof, uh, Sterling Heights, and I got to the back side of the uh, the roof, and I saw a bunch of droppings on the roof. And I went, oh, man. I go, well, why is there no chimney cap? And oh, I looked no. over to the fireplace, and I shined my light down, oh. and I saw two eyes staring back at me. I ran off the roof, down the ladder, the fastest I've ever come down a ladder. I almost knocked the client over, and I hit the real estate agent. I'm like, there's something living up there. <laughs>
0: Right, so, so one of the one of like the big fears from clients right is mold. Like, what's the worst mold?
1: Uh, well, I tell you what. Uh, I'm a certified mold inspe- inspector and remediator. I had an environmental company during the bank owned era. We did a lot of cleanup. So I'd like to say that uh, you know uh, we can we can we're we're experts at mold. So what's bad? Really, there's only about seven bad molds, Peter. So you know when you start talking st- stachybotrys, penicilliums, cladosporiums. We can get real technical.
0: So have you run into just any, just a house that was just so... I've had them talk talk to me.
1: I've had some houses that I felt were talking to me. They were so moist, and there was a plethora of colors, like a rainbow, on all the basement walls that the house was like, what are you doing here? I
2: had one that I didn't know that gold mold could actually drip. Oh, Uh, yeah. And I've seen colors that they're certainly not part of the rainbow, but I've seen the, the dark, dark blacks and the yellows and orange and purple
1: correct not all black mold i mean when they talk about black black is you know uh there's all different types there's still black mold it can be crossed bred with you know uh yellows and purples and greens and this
2: house looks like a box of lucky charms but mold you you can smell it i really i don't think we should have really been in this home
1: well chris obviously there's there is a uh you know a stance where you go in there, you have to protect yourself as an agent, and as a home inspector, if your inspector shows up and he's got a full suit on and a full-face respirator, that's probably not a good sign.
0: Thank, thank God for the inspection <laughs> contingency, right? Some some homes you just need to back out of and oh, say, okay. all right, enough is enough, After right? After
2: we signed the waiver, you know, I, curiosity kills the cat, and it was one of the dumber things we did, but wait, we, we just... We wanted more. It was such a hot mess. We wanted to see more.
1: Right. Oh. Well, So let's get in a little further. Just make sure you protect yourselves when you're going into uh, that. Yeah. And and here's the other thing, too. Uh, for my clients, if you have an instinct, when you're on a showing and you have a, 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 an idea that there might be some mold or there might be something going on. I mean, I, I believe in instinct and I believe in all of our senses. If you feel something, then that's when you want to get the expert out there to take a look at right. it for it's you. Right,
0: prob- if you feel it, it's probably there. What about, like... The worst, like deferred maintenance side of me. See.
1: Oh well, when we went through that deferred maintenance, that starts at the roof. I mean, you don't put tar on your flashings, and then you from the street level when you pull up and you see that there's trees growing in the gutters.
2: That's my favorite. I've seen corn.
1: Corn growing. I've
2: seen corn growing in gutters.
1: So what happens is that water skips off. I mean, granted, you're planting your trees and you're you're watering your corn up there, <laughs> but all that water's going over the gutter, and guess where it's going to end up? The least path of resistance. Water always wins, and it's going to end up in your basement or it's going to end up in your crawl space.
2: How about the most layers of shingles? I think I've seen a three
1: layer. Four.
2: Yes! Oh, my
1: gosh. City, Detroit, yes! four layers. And, uh, Just yeah. put one up there, For, for all up. of
0: those of you out there who are not familiar with roofs, the maximum you should have is
1: two. Two is the maximum allowable amount
0: you know that's, that's awesome. awesome i would have
2: loved so, Well and that. keep in mind too
1: when you start getting to homes that were built in the 20s and 30s they were using cedar shake mm-hmm. and that's usually that's usually pretty good and that solid construction but once again when you start piling more and more weight on there and then you put 20 inches of snow and ice on it it's possible that you might hear some cracking in the middle of the night, oh, where you know it could be a snap of a of a rafter or a, a you know a truss. It
2: like a Looney Tunes video where, where all the walls pop out and the roof goes down.
1: Yeah, we see that a lot in Gross Point, uh, Harper Woods, uh, where the where it looks like the roof. It looks like a saddle, like you could you know jump on it and ride the garage. Well, once again, oh you, you put a lot of weight on there and then you start to see deflection. So yeah. <laughs> we
0: what about because I know that you've been in. in Kevin did an inspection for me with the tornado sirens going off. What's like the craziest, just inspection scenario you've been in?
1: Fire, fire. So what happened was uh, uh, the there was a breaker off, and it was I was a Detroit firefighter with me. We were out in Chesterfield Township, and the, the breaker was off. And every time I would go to turn the breaker on, which I don't normally do, it would trip and it would flash. The client standing next to me, the firefighter, well, his girlfriend was out smoking a cigarette. Well, this house was on a crawl space in a very wet area. They were using an extension cord for the sub pump, and there was a short. So every time I hit that breaker, it would would send, yeah. And what it did is it lit the grass on fire outside of the house. And so the homeowner comes running at me, and she's like, she throws a fire extinguisher. She's like, there's a fire outside. And I'm like, what do you want me to do with this fire extinguisher? And his girlfriend was out there smoking, jumping up and down on the gr- on the ground, and I'm like, "You might not want to do that. There might be an electrical charge still happening there." So I go and At I least open you had up the firefighter. There, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I so- got this. <laughs> so anyway, we open up the we open up the crawl space. And there was probably about three feet of standing water in this crawl space. Oh right. my gosh. And the sub pump had failed, so once again, that's why we go into going to the crawl spaces. Is
0: that is that the worst water situation you've seen, or have you seen worse? No,
1: because I had an agent call me one time, and she, uh, and he said, Kevin, I got water in my basement. Uh, what do I do? I'm like, oh, how bad is it? He goes, well, he goes, I broke one of the basement windows, and the water's pouring out of it.
2: Yes! Oh, you put on your swimsuit for that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah,
1: scuba gear. And honestly, as inspectors, we don't carry scuba gear, but... What happened is the pipe had broken in the basement and just filling up. And he, I think he was the asset manager on this property. And I'm like, you need to call the city and have them come out here and turn the water off to the property. So, yeah, Yeah, you couldn't even get into the basement and turn the water off. Right.
0: Oh, my God. Can you imagine what that water bill looked like?
1: Oh, it ran. That was, I mean, it was running after
0: filling the basement. Yeah. Oh,
1: it was up to the the top of the joist.
2: You know, I've had one um, busting in my personal home before, and it was, oh, uh, it doesn't stop. You know, just froze, busted, and it, it ran for not too long, but long enough to get an ice dam outside and right. you know, oh my gosh, skating rink down the driveway. Once
1: again, water always wins. And actually, oh, when we God, did the yeah. when we did the inspection for you, Peter, when the when it, the tornado sirens yeah. were going off, I think I got off the roof pretty fast yes. on that one, didn't yeah. I? Like yeah. we should probably go inside.
0: Yeah, but- Because uh, the sky was definitely it was
2: getting that green tint to it, and you're like,
0: all right, well, we should
2: uh, maybe it's time to inspect the basement, Tori. <laughs> Well, let's, like they are saying with, with going on uh, the inspection with a tornado, sometimes going on with a rainstorm is always always yeah.
1: a
0: great I, idea. I always say, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's crappy weather to be in an inspection, but at no. least then
1: you're going to know if you got issues. That's right. Water always wins, and honestly, I, I, I always tell my clients when I'm like, look, it's a good day for an inspection because... Uh, if there's any type of water penetration, we usually find it. Now, my disposition in life, my, my demeanor probably wouldn't be good if it rained every day right. and snowed every day. But honestly, it makes our jobs, it, it, it aids us, it helps us out.
0: What if I got one, this is actually more of an educational thing, but we've got, if you have, what, what do you do if you have water in a finished basement? How do you tell? How do you tell? If we've got the if finished got, basement, yeah, if you've got drywall, what do you? where the thermal comes in.
1: From? Yeah, we can do a little bit of infrared on that uh, to try to find out what's going on. But and the thing about it is, if you have mold in your finished basement and you see green or you see black or any different color there, there's usually an indication that you have water penetration. And when you're talking about drywall that's really only showing about 30% of what's going on. So when you open that cavity up, you pull that drywall off. Just open a Pandora's box. Yes, and that's when you're going to have that plethora of colors and you're going to see your nose will be very... uh, tantalized.
2: The drywall that will usually wick it, right? Or a lot of the basements that have the uh, fiber board, that stuff just starts yes. falling down like nobody's business when it gets wet. Right. And when
1: you study psychometry, it, what happens is you'll know that uh, dry moves away from wet, and right. so what happens is that's when you start to get the curling, and that's when you start to get like if you've ever had a, a, a ice maker fail, and you walk on that wooden floor in the kitchen, you start to feel the yeah. ripples. That's a that's a pure indication that there was a water penetration issue. So. So That's one way to find it.
0: We've got to end this on a positive note, I feel like, because otherwise we're just going to scale, scare all of our well, yeah, I,
2: I want the scariest darn thing on the planet. Who are you talking to?
1: Um, We also like uh, doors. We want to make sure that all the doors and everything's accessible. Once again, with attics, that's important too. No
2: terrifying locked doors.
1: No terrifying locked doors. I like the
2: bedroom doors where they lock them from the outside.
1: Okay. Yeah, and you have to think about safety. I've seen a lot of that on doors going into the basement where they lock the kids in the basement. So once again, it's common sense and safety issues. In case there's ever a fire, you've got to be able to get out.
0: So. What's the what's the what's the easiest inspection you've ever had? To, to end this on a nice, An easiest, light note, easiest, um, least my issues. Is there has, have you ever had like the perfect inspection?
1: There's no such thing as perfect. Uh, I, I think I've used the in 18 years. I think I used the word perfect maybe once or maybe twice. So um, I mean, there's always going to be deficiencies, and not to, I'm not trying to downplay that or upplay that, but I'm just saying that. Uh, you know, new construction, you'd be surprised at what we find in new construction. Everyone gets in a hurry.
2: We tell our clients really? that all the time when we're recommending <coughs> inspections that you can even go to a brand new construction house that's passed all Dave, everything, everything from the city, and we're going to find something. Right. We really are.
1: Um, you know, I would tell you that our, our eras of construction have changed. I mean, it's kind of my job to be a historian when it comes to constructions, too. Is So, I mean... You know, I'm going to tell you, you know, the, some of the best things that I see uh, built from probably, I mean, 1953, 1968. Those are good eras for homes.
2: The 50s home. and 60s seem to be pretty good. Those houses are going to outlast any of us. Right. And we go, into
1: houses, we go into houses now and we find cardboard for baffle vents and just some of the workmanship gets skipped over. And, and I can kind of tell coming from a, a construction standpoint, background, that you can tell when there was no babysitters when the builder was building this. So the trades were running the show.
0: Yeah, just as an aside to that, I had uh, my fiance Caitlin's grandfather was a carpenter contractor for many, many years, and he said he had a couple of years where all he did was go back and they were just contracted to fix building mistakes. Right, and I think that that's all they did was just fix other people's screw-ups.
1: Right. Uh, Somebody was asking me about that the other day in Saint Clair Shores. Like, how did they let that happen? Mm -hmm. Like, there was actually my client yesterday called me, Macomb Township. I'm like, I looked at the picture. I'm like, it's a design flaw. You got two valleys coming down. There's water. And I'm like, it's a design flaw. And he asked me, how did they let the the city? Um, well, I mean, they did it to code and they did it to spec. But
2: I right. figured code changes
1: every year. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not a code. I'm not a code uh, studier. Uh, no. We have a general uh, overview of it, and it changes every year. But uh, to me, that's that gets pretty. That gets too much in depth, I guess, to what. Uh,
2: I mean, crap! What do we have? Almost two feet of insulation now. When yeah. are we going to fill the whole attic with it? Well, if you do that, sucks. you got to
1: make sure that that attic's breathing, because yeah. once oh, again, yeah. that can create that's, that's mold and kind of mildew. Allows. So, on a positive note, um, you know, um, condos are generally pretty, pretty easy to. Uh, there's not a lot of major deficiencies. Never say never. Right. But once again, and once again, we talked about deferred maintenance. If you usually stay on your maintenance with things, and I mean, condos, the associations usually. Uh, look out for you.
2: But you gotta take care of your stuff inside and. <laughs> That's right. It's- of course, some people don't.
1: How often do you change the oil in your car?
2: Uh, when the sticker says so.
1: Okay, so if you let it go, you know, I mean, if you lease a car, usually you can get what twelve to fifteen thousand miles out of each oil change. Yes. <laughs> most people think about that. Wow. When it I comes to all their synthetic, so. okay, okay, so you get what if you lease the car, you get twenty-five thousand miles you before your oil change. Now you're cooking. Turn it back in. So how, once how again, about
2: tires. You don't ever change yeah. those, right? Right,
1: and then you we'll go drive on a day like today. Sure.
2: And I wish I had any tires.
1: Right. Well, so that's a positive, Peter.
0: Yeah. And that's for those of you out there to avoid a home buying nightmare. Give Kevin a call. He's numbers right on oh, there.
2: This is the biggest purchase of your life. We can't ever, 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 ever stress that enough. Yes. Why you would not want a, a professional to inspect your home, give you peace of mind, and let you know the direction you have to go is beyond me. So you, you got get you got to get someone like Kevin a call and get him yeah. in to do the inspection when you're in the course of purchasing a home. Absolutely, Kevin.
0: Thank you so much for being here with us. We appreciate it. We Thank appreciate you for having me.
2: Expert knowledge. Once again,
0: Peter Toring here with Chris Van Bell and Kevin Stripling. We will see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening. Take care.